0: 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. The uh, Dream and Achieve book is actually the culmination of many years. And uh, really that journey started when I was 35. So that's 30 years ago. Uh, At the time I was running Pepsi-Cola Tokyo and uh the reason why i can do what i do now you know leadership coaching and consulting is because of all my years at pepsi and nike Uh, but when i was 35 i'm sitting there in tokyo i realized okay this is a great job but i don't want to do this for the rest of my life I don't want to be a corporate slave for for the rest of my life. And so I set a 10-year target. I said, okay, in 10 years, when I turn 45, I'm retiring. I'm leaving the corporate life.
1: Can you, can you explain what does it mean, uh, corporate slave? What, oh, okay. what it means to be a mule or, or, or horse or slave? Or...
0: Yeah, when you're when you're in the corporation, of course, you know, Pepsi, Nike, they're huge. There's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, and you have a lot of bosses, even though you may have technically one direct supervisor, there are probably three or four or five people that still have some control over you because maybe they'll be the regional director or the headquarters director or a functional director. Uh, And so you have to answer to these three, four, five different bosses. All of them have different agendas, all of them have different, uh, you know, timelines, they're all in different time zones. And so all these requests are are coming in all the time. And no matter how high up you get in the, in the corporation, you're still going to have to report to these people. So in, in some sense, it's kind of like being a slave. There's the book and that walks you through the whole process but we also have an actual program that people can sign up for and saying okay using the book maybe as the manual kind of as a guide here are the three steps they go through and then we provide a coach to help them through those three steps and by the end of 90 days they should have their seven to nine elements that they need to have in their life They should have specificity of what does that all actually mean. And then they'll have a three month plan and then a three day action plan so they can then start moving down that path. Okay, let's fast forward to when I turned 45. This is 10 years. I set a 10 year target at 35. I'm gonna retire, set up my own entrepreneurial company at 45, so that's 2001. And to any entrepreneur, they I mean, they they've lived through this. Those first one two years are really rough, right? uh, because I mean, for for all kinds of reasons. And and so I was also struggling uh, with it because I I made the mistake well, I shouldn't say mistake. I did it the wrong way. When I I started my own company, I did it myself. I'm saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And I didn't really align or find partnerships to help me along. Now I'm 20 years later, that actually was the right thing to do because now it's all mine versus having to, you know, split up or share some of those. But I mean, I'll, I'll come back to that later. So when I, when I, when I first started this business, you know, I was struggling and here's what I was doing. Every time I met a prospective client, I was calculating how much could I charge them? Uh So I was really focused in on the money and it really was the wrong thing, but here's what happened. Uh, I was was after a a workout in the gym, I'm sitting in a hot tub alone. There's nobody in the whole, in that whole um, area and this this message it was i don't think it was an audible voice but this crystal clear message shot into my brain and it and the message said uh don't worry about the money worry about the people don't worry about the money worry about the people and it was a it was really an epiphany for me if you're you know if you believe in god i think that was a message from from the lord and it made a lot of sense because when you look at who I am, what drives me is not money. What drives me is I want to I want to help transform people. I want to help them get out of their ruts. I want them to understand their purpose. I want them to get onto the path. I want them to be better leaders, better managers, better communicators. And so it made a tremendous amount of sense. So I started focusing on okay, what can I do? to impact people or teams or organizations. And that was the whole focus. Uh, and I stopped worrying about the money. And then within really a matter of days or weeks, I got two big contracts uh, from two big companies. One's an automo- one a top 10 automotive company. Another one's a big four accounting firm. And I still have those clients. I've had those clients for 20 years. Uh, and that really was kind of the, I guess, the, the watershed moment that really just tr- transformed things. Because when you get into business, of course, you want to make money. And of course, you want to make profit. But if that's your drive, you're going to have a hard time developing a business because you're not going to connect with clients. You're not going to connect with the consumers uh, because it's focused on you. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that the focus needs to be on them. Mm-hmm. And that really was a big, big—I uh, guess—epiphany or watershed moment for me. And so, ever since then, the whole focus has been on—you know—the client, the people. Uh, and, you know, occasionally I'll—I'll I'll, I'll get into that rut of starting calculating money, but then I—I I keep remembering that message. Okay, shift back to the people.
1: When you say focus on them, how would you define them in the matter of cross-cultural effectiveness?
0: Yeah, uh, I wrote another book, which was published about two years ago. It's called Stories from the Top, and that book talks about the eight common challenges that leaderships leaders face, and it doesn't matter industry, country, culture, level. Everybody, all these leaders struggle with these same things. And then there are 11 foundational principles that in some order, if you you take from principle one or five or seven, that will help you address challenge number two, for example. One of those principles is focus on them. Mm -hmm. Basically what this means is if you want to get followers, Mm -hmm whether it's clients or employees or the board or friends or anything, if you want people to follow you, if you want willing followers, you need to understand who are they, what do they want? What are their interests? What are their concerns? And then if you can over time show them or demonstrate to them that you can actually help them with what they want, they will follow. Mm -hmm. And so that's that was the key. Now, when you talk about cross-cultural, uh, it's still the same thing because this transcends culture. Uh-huh. However, how you do it might change. If you're doing it with a Japanese person, might be different than if you did it with an American or a Croatian. There are going to be maybe slight adjustments in how you how you do it, but the still uh, basic principle still there. The thing is, no matter what you do, it all relates. Uh, A lot of people say, okay, because I I also work with a lot of corporate people who want to do what I do. I mean, they want to be an entrepreneur. They they don't want to be that corporate slave anymore. They want to start their own thing. Uh, and, And some people have this, I think, misconception that if they try something for two years and it fails, they have wasted two years. Uh-huh. No, you have not. You have gained valuable experience in, t- in those two years. And even if it's what you shouldn't do, okay, that's still I- I- incredibly valuable. So it's important to be able to, when you're starting to go through this discovery period, you really need to look at your history also. What have you gone through? What did you like? What didn't you like? What were you good at? What weren't you good at? Um, and- Understanding all that will get you to this point of being able to clarify what those seven to nine elements are, because what you'll find is those nine, let's say for, I have nine, those nine, uh, really you call it a report card, call it whatever is that I, I have to have those nine things in my life. Now I might not be able to have them all to a wonderful degree, but if I ignore any of them, I'm going to be in trouble. For example, when we work with executives, uh, you'd be amazed by how many of these success, successful executives are not really happy. <laughs> They're powerful. They have you know influence. They have money, but their health isn't bad, or their relationships are only driven around the company. It's a terrible marriage. Their kids don't you know speak with them. You don't have those things. You're gonna you're gonna be miserable. I don't care how much money. Money you have, and so what I learned along this journey is that you have to have a combination of all those nine things. You cannot ignore any of them. Let me give you let me give you a metaphor. Uh, It's something that we also teach in the book, and this is a really important concept. That once people get it or understand it, it really transforms the way they think. When you're when you're thinking about what do I want to do in the future, what is my, you know, entrepreneurial company, I want to set up five years from now, or what is my, I want to discover my purpose. There's a tendency for people to want to know true north, true north. Mm -hmm. That's one point in the distance, true north, three degrees west is no longer true north. Right? This is a problem is I don't I believe that you shouldn't be seeking true north for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. Reason number one is you may never figure it out. You could be going through self-introspection and all these courses and assessments and you'll still never really know this is exactly what it is I want to do. That's problem number one. Problem number two is what happens if you do discover it, you do achieve it and you realize, wow, this isn't what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Three, if you don't achieve it, you feel like a failure, but the fourth reason is that there are uh, there's only one option. It's only one job or one thing, which is not good. I believe you should have options. Options are, are you know are better than none. And then the last reason why it's not good to focus on true north is people have a tendency to do no nothing until they understand what it is. Mm -hmm. And if it takes you years to figure it out, or if you never figure it out, you're taking no action. So here's what we want people to do. Don't look at true north. Try to figure out north. Because Mm -hmm. north is 15 degrees east, 13 degrees west, you're still north. And so what we want to do is we want people to identify what's in their north. And that's where the elements come in. So I have nine elements, and that is my north. And what this does, this gives me tremendous direction. I know which way to go. It gives me a lot of options because I can go 13 degrees east, 20 degrees west, and I'm still going north. And I can start doing course corrections, but I'm still going north. Uh, The other thing this does is helps you integrate your life. Uh, we men are terrible at integration. We compartmentalize things, right? It's like, okay, this is my business life. And that's my personal life, or that's my religious life. We separate them. But if you really want to have fulfillment and happiness, you actually have to have consistency amongst all those things. So again, it's those nine elements. So those nine elements are my North. Um, I need to have a certain degree of, all of them and from time to time might shift a little bit but they're still there in the north it gives me direction and it allows me now to integrate because uh my personal life needs to be consistent with north my Uh business life needs to be consistent with north so this is a very important uh uh concept
1: I felt it was very hard for him to go from such a big system where he had 15,000 people uh, that he was responsible for to to something that you know you know the the second order cybernetics uh, definition flexibility equals stability. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it was very hard not not just for him. I I mean I interviewed a lot of people that were you know CEOs and they they yeah. had they had and have such a hard time to start yeah. thinking on a flexible way to feel, to live entrepreneurship.
0: That's a very good point. In fact, I also went through it. It's, it's when when you are a CEO or a president, it's nice because everybody wants to see you. Uh, you are, you know, everybody, you know, is lining up outside your, you know, your office. You've got all these people to do things for you. Uh, you could just delegate it. Hey go do that go, go do that you got power you got all this uh, you get to fly first class you get to stay in the five star hotels i mean all of this is wonderful part of being a you know a, a ceo or gm and when you go into entrepreneurship you give up most of it right because now you don't have 10,000 people in your organization you have one or two, or many, not that many, and which means you actually have to do a lot of stuff that you never had to do before. You have to do administrative things, things that you've never really done before. You have to make your own phone calls. You got to schedule your own meetings. So that can be, uh, that can be kind of the second issue. The first one is loss of this prestige. Uh, the second one is that, yeah, you got to do a lot of this little stuff, the, the administrative, the things that you never really had to do before. The third struggle that I've found for myself, as well as people who've made the jump, is that bef- uh, when you're in a big company, you've got all these different brilliant people you can talk to about things. Maybe you have an idea, so you want to bounce it off these three experts in these you know, three different areas. Well, when you become an entrepreneur, that that becomes very limited. You probably don't have those people uh, in your organization, so it's kind of lonely because you don't have that. And I'd say those are you know some of the key challenges that a lot of people face when they when they go from this big position down to entrepreneurship. And, and uh, you know, I I went through the same thing. But what I did is because I had a really strong sense of what my North was, what those elements were that, okay, yeah, this is a little frustrating. You know, I'm, 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 uh, you know, when I walk into a room, nobody wants to talk to me. (laughs) Okay. But, but I know my mind is I'm going to make an impact on, on three of those people in a room. I know who, who I need to talk to and I will, you know, I will get to them. So it's kind of using your strengths or using your passions to overcome those irritations or those uh, uh, those things that you used to have that you don't have now
1: uh, so Tanaka do you have any any kind of network or tribe like-minded people uh, on C-suite level or second uh, second management level that uh, can uh, help each other What, what what's the what's the procedure what what kind of steps can I can I make for uh, having y- sup- your support support uh, from your organization so I can buy a book dream and achieve 90 days to a life of purpose I can learn about uh, going north ver- ver- versus true North I can I can have one-on-one coaching I can be part of uh, some kind of network tribe. What can
0: I do? Yeah. Uh, regarding the network, let, let me take this in a couple, couple of things. Uh, one is a network, because you're an entrepreneur and you don't have those 10,000 people in your, in your you know, underneath you, you have to be really good at being able to figure out networking for a number of reasons. One is because you want to get business. Networking is going to be critical, Right. <laughs> but the also the other network is what you were talking about is that it's people you can learn from you can get some support you can get some help uh from them i think uh, you know that's critical the other thing is uh look at it from my example is for the first i've been doing this for 20 years probably the first 10 12 15 years i did it all on my own you know one man show did everything didn't even have an admin because i didn't really need one uh but what i've discovered is that i'm now entering the next chapter of my life which is you know i've i've been in business for 40 years now an entrepreneur for 20 years and i'm blessed i i my client list w- our client list is incredible. You know, we have the, the the big three consulting firms, the big four accounting firms, the top ten investment banks, the top ten automotive companies, pharmaceutical companies, high tech companies, and we're dealing with CEOs and C suite of those level. So we got a tremendous, uh, tremendous knowledge and and I guess you call it credibility because we work with these people. My next chapter is I want to be able to take all that and share it with thousands, tens of thousands of people, because right now as a coach, maybe I can impact a hundred people a year. That's it. Uh, So I want to leverage that. And so now what we're doing is taking all that knowledge and getting it down into really bite-sized modules where people can then take. And these are, again, are very foundational, really practical things that people can do to immediately apply into their life to be a better leader, be a better manager, be a better communicator. So going into this, what I started really realizing is, you know, I'm not very good at technology and I'm not a marketer. I kind of thought I was a a, a, a good marketer, but when I really started looking at it, I'm, I'm really not very good at it at all. And so in the last few years, I've been uh, uh, last four or five years, I've been bringing in coaches and now I have nine and they're in Dubai, UK, China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, US. Uh, That's one way to leverage. But now what I'm doing is I'm partnering, which is what I didn't do when I first started this company 20 years ago. I'm now partnering with, with experts in technology to help us figure out how to take all that knowledge and get it into Mm -hmm. a system. And I'm now working uh, or partnering with marketing people, people Mm -hmm. who know how to take my message, adjust it, how to get the right uh, look on it, how to brand it, and then how to reach out into all these networks. Because if I do it, maybe on LinkedIn, okay, it's going to take time, right, to build followership. But if you can get it connected into a strong network already, Wow, then you've just yeah, you know, you've you've just sure exponentially in, in, improved things because it would take me forever to build ten thousand followers. But if if I connect with somebody who has ten thousand followers or a million followers, big difference. So um, that's the that's the I guess the change that I'm that I've uh, learned from twenty years ago mistake. Now I figured it out, or at least I think I figured it out.
1: what's your daily routine what what what's your mindset uh what's what's your driving force so you achieved so much and you are on the road on 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 the field for 40 years so there must be some some kind of of life system
0: (laughs) okay uh actually every day for me is different wow Uh, now which which is what i love uh, because I don't like routine. I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over. I mean, every day is different. Uh, I'll, yeah, I wake up early. I'm a morning person, so I'll get up at four or five in the morning start working. And I'm actually most productive at that time of day where I have to do some deep thinking or, or some kind of innovative thought. Uh, so I usually start the morning where nobody's up, no calls, nothing, where I can really hone in on some really deep thinking uh type of things and then every day is going to be some kind of networking as an entrepreneur you have to network in fact i uh i learned a tough lesson when i first started 20 years ago i was doing this tremendous amount of networking which you have to do when you start and then over the next whatever 10 12 years i was successful so i felt well i don't have to do that anymore you know I'll stop it. So I stopped. Next year was a bad year. (laughs) Next year was a bad year because what you have to do and and your listeners know this, it's that sales funnel. You have to continually Mm -hmm. put prospects or potential, whatever in that top of the funnel. And then eventually it'll boil down to a contract here and there. Right. But if you stop filling that funnel, Then you have nothing coming out at the bottom, and then if you start up again, it's going to take a long time to start Mm -hmm, filling it. mm -hmm. So I learned that lesson very, uh, you know, very hard. I think it was 2015, and ever since then, even if I have great years, I'm just constantly networking. And I'm really not that great, or I don't really love networking. I'm more of an introvert, but I've learned that. Uh, I've learned how to do it, and I've, I've set up a discipline to do a little bit every single day. Now, there are different ways to do it and different apps and different vehicles and platforms to do, but you have to do a little bit every single day. And if you can start doing that as a discipline, you'll find that, oh, it doesn't really take that much time. You actually do a little bit every day, and it all adds up to a great degree. Now, the other thing you were talking about, my life, I guess, is, you know, I, I, again, I'm very blessed because I live, I have a great life. (laughs) You know, good health, great family. I'm doing things that I love to do. I've got a thriving business. uh, But I'm always thinking about what's next. And that's where I'm, you know, I'm moving into that, into that chapter now. But uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm incredibly blessed. I've got a great life. And the thing is, I want people to, to have this. I really do. That's what drives me. And I can help. I want to help tens of thousands of people to do this. And because the, the approach is actually quite simple. It may not be easy. There's all kinds of barriers and roadblocks to be able to achieve your passion. But I know how to get through those. I know how to get around those because I've done it obviously myself, but with also thousands of people and that's where i'm at now is if any of your listeners or anybody wants to know hey how can i do this contact me 21st century entrepreneurship with martin piskarik